Welcome to In the Word with Darren Dusso, a show that is dedicated to bringing you sound biblical teaching from the Word of God to both educate and inspire you. Here is your host, Darren Dusso. Welcome to In the Word. I'm your host, Darren Dusso, and uh, just so glad to be coming to you back today um, as we continue our study in Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is uh, a very beautiful psalm. Most Christians can recite this uh, psalm, um, but it has so much meaning, and we're going to dive into that today. Hopefully, uh, you're enjoying the shows, you're sharing them, and uh, and uh, uh, really getting God's Word out there um, so that we can study and show ourselves approved to God. Just so... Uh, just to let you know that uh, very happy to be coming to you. Um, I enjoy trying to uh, open uh, eyes and ears to so many people. This psalm is going to is going to do just that. No matter where you are in your walk uh, with with Jesus Christ. And so, I'd like to uh, start by. Uh, just uh, asking for wisdom from God. So let's uh, bow our heads and uh, close our eyes and uh, thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this time that we can come together and we can hear what you have to say. We can get into your word that you wrote it down for us to guide us, direct us, teach us, encourage us. And uh, your word is just so beautiful. And Father, we ask to anointing of the Holy Spirit right now, Father, as we as we read your word and and speak what you have written on my heart. I thank you, Father. I praise you, and all glory goes to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, we're going to really get into Psalm 23. The bad news is we're not going to get past verse 1. <laughs> so just to recap, Last week we went over Psalm 22. Uh, we went up on what we what I call Mount Calvary. We read Psalm 22, and uh, as you can see, all of that was about the mountain that Jesus climbed for us, um, and it's a prolong uh, of what we need to do. When Jesus told us and He instructed us, to, you know, to pick up your cross and carry it daily. Um, we need to come to the cross. So we come to that mountain also every day um, and sometimes many times during a day. But then uh, also we have uh, Psalm 23, which I had read verse 4 about the valley. And uh, really to understand Psalm 23, it, we have to understand a lot of the terminology, um, especially this day and age. So that's really what I want to key in on to really understand the fullness of this uh, scripture. We need to do a word study. Um, And that's what we're going to be uh, diving into today. So Psalm 23, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. And then it that's the first part of, of verse one. And then it says, I shall not want, um, 
I want to key in on the Lord is my shepherd. So, for me, um, growing up in in the uh, 70s and 80s, um, 90s, um, and now the 2000s, I didn't grow up on a farm, and I didn't grow up with sheep, and I really don't know what it means to be a shepherd. And I think so many people really don't know the meaning behind uh, the word shepherd or how much um, goes into being a shepherd. So with that, I want to just explain to you what a shepherd is and what one goes through uh, becoming a shepherd. So the word shepherd means a man employed intending, feeding, and guarding sheep in the pasture. And to go further than that, it's the owner of sheep. A shepherd is dedicated to the sheep, and a shepherd is accountable for the sheep. And we find that in the scriptures. So when we say that they're accountable for the sheep, uh, if we turn to uh, Genesis 31, 39 uh, in our our Bibles, uh, and we can hold our our hand on 23, um, but way back in in, uh, Genesis, we, we see that um, there's a, there's a few people that are shepherds all throughout Scripture, um, and this story of uh, being accountable um, is is from Jacob, um, and uh, his his. Uh, father-in-law Laban Um, so let's read 31 um, 39 and it says that which was torn by beast I did not bring to you I bore the loss of it you required it from my hand whether stolen by day or stolen by night so here Jacob was accountable for the sheep as he shepherded his father-in-law's flock that means he took care of them and uh, he was held accountable for them and there's a cost that comes for the sheep um, not only as, as one becomes a shepherd they have to work hard save their money and then buy the sheep but they also have to work hard buy a place um, to have them graze, they have to buy um, uh, oil. Um, there's a lot that goes into becoming, and, and there's a high cost of owning sheep. And we see that um, Jesus, he's he's known as the good shepherd. He says, "I am the good shepherd." Um, and I do want to read that to you, and that's found in John, the New Testament, the book of John. Um, John 10. And John 10, 
really talks a lot about the shepherd, the true shepherd, um, the good shepherd. Um, and as we know, Jesus, he was our, our, our shepherd, or he is our shepherd, and he paid a high price for us being his sheep of his fold. And that high price he paid not only with his life, but with his blood. Um, and there's no higher cost than, than to lay down one's life. Um, and uh, so we will read uh, John uh, chapter 10. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheep's fold by the door, but climbs in, climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Verse 6, Jesus uses this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. I'll stop there for one second. As, as, as we see here, Jesus is talking about being the shepherd. And um, he's, he's explaining to them that the sheep know his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. Now, if that doesn't ring a bell, we went back to identity. Jesus knows us and gives us our identity. He gives us our name. And we talked about names um, on the other program. Um, so when you read this, we, we really have to look at the fullness that what he's saying. And he goes before them. So he's making a way for his sheep, is what this is saying. He goes before them, and the sheep follow him. And they know his voice. Yet they do not follow a stranger, but will flee from him. Now, in my studies, <coughs> I I had read that quite some time ago, and I have some friends, and I, we went over to their house out in out in uh, Cooperstown uh, or uh, uh, Cobleskill. And they have, uh, I think, like five, five or six sheep there. And I remembered this this um, scripture, and I was like, I want to go see if I can go and pet these sheep. <laughs> and lo and behold, when I got close to the fence, they ran. And as I got closer and closer they just kept going away from me and I could not get them to come over. So I grabbed some food uh, uh, and I tried to feed them and they wouldn't even come to me let me try to feed them. So 
the scripture really hits a point with me because it says that, that a stranger, they will flee from him. And, and that's exactly what they did. Um, I ask you to try that on your own. Um, if you ever, if you ever, um, see that, but the owner of the sheep, the shepherd of the sheep came out a little bit later. And as long as I was with him, it was fine. The sheep come right on over. And, uh, I was able to feed the sheep only only with him standing right next to me. If he walked away from me, uh, they would follow him and, and and even know that I'm the one that had the food. They would go to go to him. But I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, very nice illustration of when you see the scriptures like that. Um, so verse 7, it says, Jesus said to them again, most assertively, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep and whoever come before me whoever came before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not hear them i am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture the thief does not come ex- except to steal and to kill and to destroy i have come that they may have life and have it to more abundantly I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves his sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. So I'll stop there. So now... Jesus has explained a lot of what we're really trying to explain that, uh, you know, a good shepherd and Jesus was the good shepherd um, that they lay down their life for the sheep. And that's what we see that Jesus did for us. Now, in the Old Testament, um, we can see that there's two types of shepherds. We're, we're shown good and bad shepherds. Um, three men in the Old Testament that got praises of a good shepherd um, would be Moses, um, which is found in Isaiah 63, verses 11 through 13. I'll let you read that on your own, um, just for time purposes. And then... Um, this one here would be King Cyrus, uh, found in Isaiah 44, uh, verse 28. Um, King Cyrus uh, led the people to the rebuilding of the temple, even though he was uh, from Persia. So God uses uh, anybody that he chooses to, to accomplish what he wants and his will. And then we know, obviously, King David, King David. This is a Psalm twenty-three of King David. So, and that's found in Ezekiel thirty-seven, verse uh, twenty-four. So, as we see, we have good shepherds. They got the praises of the good shepherd, um, and Jesus in the New Testament is the only one that is the good shepherd. I do want to show you that uh, in the New Testament. Peter calls uh, Jesus the chief shepherd. 
And that's found in 1 Peter 5.4, and I do want to read that to you. So let me turn to 1 Peter 5.4. And as we turn there, um, the word chief shepherd is found once in Scripture, and the Greek word for that is archipoimene. And the chief shepherd is is the good shepherd and if you if you read the scriptures you'll find that Jesus says um, to I'll, I'll have to go back to that but I don't want to go too far on that so excuse me for that thought that was coming in my mind but I'm here at 5-4 now and it says and when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So, that's the shepherd, that's Christ, that's Jesus Christ, um, uh, shepherding the flock of God, which is among you, serving over seers. And, and uh, So, the chief shepherd is what he's saying, is, is he's the, the head of the body. As we have other shepherds, as pastors and leaders, um, of church, we we consider them shepherds. They're shepherding the people. They're they're also shepherds, and that's what Peter's really saying. Is we got shepherds, but then we have the chief shepherd. There's no one higher than that. Um, so I wanted to point that out to you. So now let's let's look at a shepherd. Um, and I'll give you some other definitions of a shepherd. The shepherd is the owner of the sheep. Uh, the shepherd is the master or leader of the sheep. Um, a shepherd is the uh, protector of the sheep. Uh, the, the, he's the feeder of the sheep. He feeds his sheep. We see that also in in uh, in Scripture where Jesus ask Peter, he says, Peter, do you love me? And and Peter says, uh, you know that I love you. And Jesus says that, uh, oh, feed my sheep. And he says this three times. Um, so we know that um, Peter is supposed to lead and feed the sheep. Um, and that's where Peter gets this shepherd and chief shepherd. We have the chief shepherd. Also, you have uh, the shepherd is a manager. He manages the sheep. Uh, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Uh, not only you were created to be his sheep, you were bought uh, with his life and blood, as we already stated. So, a good shepherd does all these things. And a bad, a bad shepherd, according to Scripture, a bad shepherd is selfish. They ignore the sick, they neglect to search for the lost, uh, and they fail to protect. And if we read Ezekiel 34, I want everybody to turn to Ezekiel 34 um, and verses uh, 1 through 10. Um, do, 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 do. Ezekiel 34. This talks about irresponsible shepherds. 
And it says, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesize against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesize and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the sheep herds feed the flock? You eat the fat and clothe yourself with the wool. You slaughter the, the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So you, so they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. So we can see and we can continue on if you if you if you continue on. I said to go to verse ten, but um, why don't we continue? It says my sheep wander through all the mountains and on every high hill, yes. My flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth, and no one was seeking or searching for them. Therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God, surely, because my flock became a prey, and my flock became food for every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherd search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep, and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth, that they may no longer be food for them. That's uh, that's the irresponsible shepherds. And as we can see, they, uh, they're, they're failing to search. And Jesus says that, you know, he's come for the lost sheep. He's come for us. Um, so we have the, you know, the, the, the bad and the good. So now the next thing I want to explain to you about a shepherd is a shepherd knows his sheep, but in order for, um, all others to know whose sheep they are or they belong to, the shepherd makes a mark on the sheep. And this mark is made by by cutting a um, a design or, or the way it's cut um, in the sheep's ear. Um, every sheep of the same shepherd is cut the same way. Um, in, in those days, this is what they did. And even even uh, today's true shepherds that they're um, they do still have uh, these markings. Now these markings are very they're very painful, um, not only for the sheep but for the shepherd because the shepherd cares so much. He doesn't want to see his sheep hurt, but sometimes um, they have to do this, and this is a, a cutting and. Um, it, get, it, it, it hurts both of them. And we know that 
you know, with us, um, the ones that have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we've been marked by the Holy Spirit. And that's our mark. And we, you know, people can say, um, that's a Christian, and that's a true Christian, because of our actions and, and how we, uh, do we follow Jesus? And, and we see that. So there's a lot of parallels here. Um, and then the voice of the shepherd, God's voice, as we would say, is gentle, loving. And his sheep hear his voice and follow him. John 27, or 10, 27, which we just read. Um, so my question to you is, is Jesus your shepherd? Is he leading you? Um, is this, is this the reason, um, why you, you shall not want? Is this because a good shepherd, um, we don't lack anything because everything is provided for us. The shepherd provides everything for us. He leads us into the pastures, um, where we can eat food and um, enjoy. We can rest in him. That's the good shepherd. So hopefully we, we got a good understanding of what a, a true shepherd is. Um, and David knew this. David knew this because David was a shepherd himself. And David... We, we also see in the scriptures, David fought off uh, bears and and uh, wild animals. Um, and he knew at writing this, and David writing this is, is basically yelling or screaming, the Lord, he is my shepherd. This is what he's saying here. That's my shepherd. This is who I'm going to follow. And he's proud of it. He's... He's, he's ecstatic because he knows how hard um, being a shepherd is. And and when, when we get that right perspective of this, then we're going to understand the rest of this psalm, which we'll go into um, on the next... Uh, we'll, we'll continue this, this in-depth study of Psalm 23. Um and hopefully we can understand now that a shepherd has a lot of meaning and it takes a lot to be a good shepherd and it takes a lot um, for a shepherd um, they go through a, a tremendous amount so uh, with that I uh, hope you enjoyed the program so far I'm hoping that you're sharing them with your friends Share them uh, on on Facebook. Send your questions or comments to me also on on Facebook if you can. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, if there's any questions, send them to me. And uh, I just uh, really happy to be giving you God's word as it's been revealed to me. And uh, now now that we understand what a, what a shepherd is and what one goes through. We can understand David writing this and the way that he writes it. Um, 
So next week we're going to go into uh, the second part of verse 1, and we'll probably get down to uh, uh, through verse 2 also. Um, so in that, I just want to thank you for joining me. Um, for more episodes, go to in the word dot captivate.fm in the word was produced and edited by the burns media group llc for more info go to the bmgnetwork.com thank you all for tuning in today can't wait till next week uh when uh, we see you again and god bless you thank you Thank you for listening to In the Word with Darren Dusso. Be sure to tune in each week for another inspiring and informative episode. In the Word was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. For more info, go to the bmgnetwork.com.